0: In this episode. Once you find out there's more people that are into the exact same thing and are exactly like you, I think it's kind of relieving. I don't know. It's it's hard when the thing that you that makes you happy is also the thing that brings you a lot of shame. Um it's kinda like cross dressing, I guess, in a way, like uh passing isn't necessarily the most important thing, but you also don't want to be dressed so ridiculously that you're gonna bring a lot of unwanted attention to yourself.
1: Now that's Abby in three separate clips, mentioning how she came to terms with her cross-dressing, how she found others who are into her kink online, and how she hides her love for diapers and being a child with her mommy in public. All of this and more, including how she deals with her asexuality in another installment of Yass Conversations with me, Giselle Marisol. This is episode 80 of the Cross-Yas podcast, so shall we begin yes 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 cross yes podcast which is I here so yes 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 welcome to the cross yes podcast the podcast that still screams yes to everything related to cross-dressing sexuality and gender. I'm your cross-dressing host, Giselle Mirasol. You can find behind the scenes stuff, ways you can support the podcast and get bonus content by going to our website, www.crossyasspodcast.com. You can also talk to me, Sierra and other Crossyass listeners on our discord, which is also on our website, which someone is on pretty much 24 seven. So check that out. And finally, if you're looking to share a story of your own, like Abby here, that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but wondering to yourself, hmm, should I tell someone? Well, you know me, and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is aloud. Frickin' YAS! Email me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. You can tweet me at CrossYas, or DM me at CrossYasPodcast on Instagram. Looking forward to hearing your responses. Happy holidays everyone. Hope you're enjoying your December. It's getting colder here in Southern California but not like the northeast or northwest of the United States which I hear is getting as much as two to three feet of snow.
2: Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside.
1: So everyone grab some hot cocoa or hot toddy and bundle up. And listen to this episode of the Cross Yas podcast because this episode will sure to keep you warm. Because this is a special episode with the wonderful Abby who is not just a crossdresser, but also has a bunch of unique qualities that might surprise you. The one that really surprised me, and you'll hear me kind of be shocked at, is that she identifies as asexual.
2: Ooh, that's interesting!
1: We talk about her asexuality in this episode, as well as her relationship status with her mommy, fetish balls, and a whole lot more. I'm sure you'll have some feedback from this episode, and of course, you can still email me, Giselle, at Podcast for feedback, which we thoroughly enjoy, and if you're looking to engage in some conversation about what you heard in this episode or anything about the podcast, join us on Discord by going to our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com and talk to other listeners. But this episode is a little bit of a long one and about an hour or more of your time. So let's get to it, shall we? This is episode 80 and another Curious Conversation with me, Giselle Mirasol, on the Cross-Yas podcast. Happy listening, everyone. Oh my god, welcome to the Cross-Yas podcast. I'm super excited because you're super interesting. And I don't know if you want to just uh, start by introducing yourself, who you are, and uh, what brings you to the podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm Abby, and I don't know, just found the podcast from my, I guess, our mutual interest of cross-dressing, and found your podcast to be really helpful and entertaining, and
1: here I am. Well, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. (laughs) With respect to cross-dressing, when did you start? How did the... Cross dressing evolve and I don't know what do you do with it today.
0: Um, I've pretty much been into it for I don't know. I guess kind of as long as I can remember. Ever since the time I was five or six, probably you know I'd find time when my family wasn't around and you know sneak into the older sister's room and try on uh, cheerleading uniform or whatever, and just kind of started from there as a as a as a kid and. Just kind of has evolved as <laughs> as it's gone on, and currently I've kind of, I mean, I was never really super out about it. I don't have a ton of people that that know. Um, I've got some friends and stuff, but uh, like it's not like my family and everybody knows. Um, but uh, yeah, my girlfriend knows, and gone out with her a few times, and we kind of plan on a few more coming up. So.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, Now, how old are you now, Abby?
0: I am 28.
1: And so you've been dressing up pretty much since you said you're like, I don't know, in age like 10 or 11 or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, just kind of in the bedroom, you know, as when I was growing up, um, acquire things or buy things or acquire things, however, and kind of hide them in my room. And I mean, I did go out once on halloween in high school dressed i've went out a handful of other times but for the most part it's just been kind of in the room until more recently
1: and what is more recently what have you done more recently with your dressing
0: um my girlfriend and i have gone to like a fetish party we did that in february and yeah dressed up i mean spent shoot a felt like forever uh i know right <laughs> sha- With sha- COVID, shaving uh, yeah and it was february and stuff before all this started and then you know i did all the shaving and she helped me do my makeup dressed fully and yeah, i went to they call it a fetish ball it's just like
1: a party basically um you want to explain what the fetish party was like what did what did you do like what what kind of fetish was it or was it a, uh, everybody's well, different
0: fetishes? okay so for so where i live there's like a big private club, so to speak, that holds a lot of different things. But where my girlfriend lives, she lives about an hour away from me. It's a little bit smaller town. They don't have the big uh, thing, but there's a smaller group that they just hold what they call fetish balls. They basically rent out like a, a bar and do... It's open to the public, so it's it's nothing crazy, but the host will do they'll do shows on the stage, you know, from cross-dressing to, you know, shibari or whips and paddles or whatever, just on the stage. And then there's themes. And so everybody just dresses up and comes and hangs out and just a bunch of, bunch of weird people hanging out.
1: (laughs) Nice. Those are my kind of people. I'm, I'm, I'd probably be going to one of those parties.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's super fun. Everybody's super nice and it's a really good time. So yeah, it's, you know, it's more or less just, Drinking, meeting people, dancing,
1: watching the performances and stuff. So. Nice. What's a shabari? I don't even know what that is.
0: Uh, the the rope stuff, like tying people up.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. I think I've I think I've seen that on FetLife and stuff. I don't know. I was just like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, where are you like located exactly? In Missouri. Okay, so uh, I figure west. <laughs> so I figure cross dressing isn't readily accepted in Missouri or is that I no yeah yeah
0: <laughs> no not really
1: um, like what would you know, what would happen if somebody like yourself was cross-dressed and you went out to I don't know who knows where like some a public forum or space what would happen to a cross-dresser
0: um, I don't know I don't <laughs> probably not not a lot of good stuff I mean I'm lucky enough to be pretty close to a big city and there are different uh you know bars and stuff that are pretty accepting but yeah overall it's a it's a pretty uh old school area
1: (laughs) what is that does that mean racist or sexist or (laughs) what is it yeah
0: you know i don't know old uh old ideologies i guess they're not as accepting and open to um things that are outside of the normal
1: oh got it okay okay Uh, So, so so the lgbtq like population wouldn't be accepted in that area basically
0: i mean i think i think uh gay people or lesbians or whatever i think that's all pretty accepted everywhere around here now but uh yeah trans people or cross dressers who people would deem as trans or something like that they have a lot seems to have a lot bigger problem with
1: dang why is that though Why? why do you think that's true
0: I don't know I mean, I think people are just kind of scared about what they don't know about, and there's also not nearly as much culture in the Midwest like I feel like people that move from other countries or other areas don't usually make it all the way to the inside of the country necessarily like to the very center and so there's just right, not right. you know it's it's kind of you're raised with the same people you know that you know forever and your family were were raised and it's kind of the same group of people from the same areas and and then you know the people that are different or 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 want to be different or want to be who they are tend to move away <laughs> instead of <laughs> right you know, right yeah yeah they move to an area where everything's cool and
1: so so because there isn't much resources for you like how did you ex- like understand your cross dressing or did you reach out to other people and or was it the internet or something combination.
0: Well, my cross dressing primarily falls in line with my uh kink and so growing up, uh, kind of think you're alone. I think when you're when you're real young, I, I mean I, I feel like I felt like I was the only one that was into that kind of stuff. And um but once mm-hmm. once uh the internet kinda became a thing and I was old enough to surf it. Uh, old dial-up action then um... nice.
1: 56k shout out <laughs>
0: <laughs> so once once i was kind of old enough to search it and realized there were people like me you know i i hate to say it because uh i was probably way too young to be on them but i found you know chat rooms and stuff like that that were for the same fetishes and stuff and kinks that i have and you know found a group of people that uh Are accepting, and then you know it's still one of the things. It you know it's a it's a whole life lifetime of figuring out who you are, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I agree. I mean, I'm still figuring it out, and I started a podcast to hopefully bring new people and people's different ideologies about cross dressing to the podcast.
0: So yeah, once I once I did that, you know, and realized because the whole when you're younger, I mean, I think anything that's not like absolute normal, you just kind of feel like you're the only one, and then once um, once you find out there's more people that are into the exact same thing and are exactly like you, I think it, it's kind of relieving to some extent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I at least felt um a lot of, you know, shame and stuff for the stuff I was into for quite a long time. And then as I got older and realized more about it and accepted myself more and it's become a lot different and I don't know, I mean also, had to deal with
1: relationships and all that, right, right? Have't we all <laughs> yeah, but can you talk about the shame like what what brought you the shame that you were talking about that made you I don't know feel guilty or whatever
0: um I don't know, I mean, I guess I just feel like i'm that's not how I'm supposed to be um not supposed to like wearing girl stuff or be into this kink that I'm into. I feel like i I wasn't supposed to enjoy that stuff or like that stuff and you also feel like any potential partner uh, isn't going to like it or accept it, and it just kind of brings you down, kind of makes you hate yourself a little bit and makes you go through the binge and purge cycles and all that kind of stuff that goes with it.
1: Right, so you have done the purging and then buying it oh, all yeah. and then purging, yeah. How was that experience for you?
0: Yeah, so binging and purging never really lasted that long for me you just i would just i don't know get depressed and feel like i needed to be normal and would get everything out of the closet and put it all in trash bags and throw it all away and get rid of it and then a couple of weeks later be needing to get stuff again uh in order to just i don't know it's it's hard when the thing that you that makes you happy is also the thing that brings you a lot of shame. It's kind of a hard life for a while, but
1: yeah, that's a good way to put it. It does bring a lot of shame, but it does bring joy. Yeah, and so, so weird. Mm.
0: So I think that's what causes the the big cycle,
1: right? Right. and Then you found more people, and then you were okay with it. Now, do you wanna want get right into it? Talk about your kink. Sure.
0: Uh, <laughs> we're sure, you have a lot of questions, so.
1: I mean, how about you, you explain, like, what it is, what your kink is, and then we'll uh, go from there.
0: Okay. Um, my kink is called ABDL. It stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lover. Um, and then I guess I would be, like, uh, ABDL Sissy is what they call it, which is basically an adult baby that also sometimes cross-dresses.
2: Interesting. Um, okay. uh-. Uh-huh.
0: Um, it is just a kink that you enjoy. There, some people are just diaper lovers. Some people are just adult babies. Some are both. The diaper lover part of it, you just are fascinated by or turned on by or love the feeling of wearing diapers. And the adult baby part of it is like a age regression thing. You know, and then you get into relationships. They call it MDLB for mommy, dom, little boy, or DDLG is real common for daddy, dom, little girl, or any combination of those. is is basically a dom-sub relationship when you're talking about relationships. Uh, it's just a little bit, I guess, more innocent and a little bit different than a typical dom-sub relationship.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: So... I don't know. As somebody who likes diapers, I always liked wearing them, and uh, and then you know sometimes
1: dressing as well. Okay, so let me ask: Where did when and I guess how did it start? Like your fascination with diapers or your love for wearing them?
0: It's pretty much been forever. Uh, I did. I didn't get potty trained until I was like four, because I I and I always just kind of liked them. I don't know why and. By the time I was probably seven or eight, my grandma and my mom worked at a preschool and my grandma ran it. And so a lot of times after school or on weekends or whatever, or during the summer, I would go there and just be hanging out there because that's, that's where you had to go when you weren't old enough to stay home or we would, or I, or I would go there and like work, like she'd pay me a little bit of money to, you know, help do whatever around there. As a uh, when I was still a kid, but old too old to be into any in any of the classes. But so there was always access to diapers and pull-ups and stuff, and I would like steal them and smuggle them home and then wear them later. I don't really know where that came from or how that like how that became a thing. I don't know, but it was always something I was drawn to.
1: Interesting. So the fascination. Yeah was with the diapers so you would steal them wear them and then yep like continued to wear them even into like elementary school middle school high school college sort of thing or was it yeah like okay okay
0: yeah and you know so i've always just liked wearing them obviously i wouldn't wear them like my family didn't want my family to know or anything so i would just wear them in my room or or to bed or whatever i just try to get rid of them discreetly and like I said, I stole them from, from, from their work until I was old enough to <laughs> right. to have, uh, you know, um, to have lawn mowing money or, you know, chore money or whatever. Probably 13 or 14, I would ride my bicycle to the local, like, pharmacy and buy diapers or pull-ups or whatever and hide them in, in my room, much like you do with with cross-dressing clothes and um yeah just kind of went from there and you're know, growing up with that and the cross-dressing both you really kind of feel like you're the only person like I didn't understand why I was into that I didn't understand I just knew it was something I liked and something I kind of needed to do you know and then I actually found a watched a CSI episode one time where, where, where the, uh, <laughs> nice. yeah. the They had like an ABDL episode of CSI, and it made me realize that this was like a thing. (laughs) And then, yeah, and then enter the internet and finding chat rooms and realizing that there were a lot more people out there like me.
1: Right. And then you're like, oh, hey, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, huh, that's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So then with the cross-dressing aspect, like, how did you incorporate that with the diapers and then how did you incorporate that with i don't know just like the rest of your everyday life cuz were you basically wearing diapers every day
0: No no um it it's more of a is you know more of a kink uh something i would do in my bedroom or at night or out in public and stuff but when i was younger still living at home you definitely didn't want to get caught or have anybody find out and so i pretty much just kept it all to to the bedroom but since i now know as a 28 year old that i'm asexual too um at the time i didn't really understand anything about that when i was a teenager and so like kind of the diapers is really the only thing that that does it for me Um,
1: interesting okay okay
0: and uh so i don't know it, it it's created a lot of problems in my life but yeah it was it was something that i i felt i needed to do and it was the only way that would you know get me excited or whatever and yeah i don't know and then as i've moved out or bought my own house and stuff it it made it a lot easier and then you know finally finding a partner that uh understands it and and is into it has obviously really helped
1: <laughs> of course of course of course now, go back to the asexuality aspect. Now, can you wanna you wanna kind of describe that or explain it, and then how that ties in with the diapers and the cross dressing?
0: Yeah. So, I guess asexuality is the basically not having sexual attraction to a person. Then it's different from romantic. So you can still like I'm romantically attracted to women, mm-hmm. but I uh, asexuality. You, you're just not sexually attracted to anyone. Um, I didn't really mm-hmm. understand that when I was younger or what I was, but I mean, that obviously creates a lot of problems. Basically, the simplest thing is I, d- I thought I was straight, but you know, as it turns out, other people see people a lot differently than asexuals and i didn't know that until until much later um (laughs) okay so so i guess the simplest way to be to to explain it would be when i see a you know a pretty girl or you know if you saw a good looking guy to me it's the same as seeing like a really cool car or a nice building you know like wow look at that architecture that's something <laughs> you know, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. really go beyond that. Like, oh wow, that's a really cool car. You know, you see a pretty girl, and you are like, oh wow, she's really pretty. But that's, and I didn't really understand that that there was supposed to be s- something more there. I guess
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I was just never interested in sex. Never, never really. I don't know. I was just never interested in sex. Never wanted anything overtly sexual. Growing up, and and then I tried sex, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh well, what? So, what do you, <laughs> explain
1: there, Abby. Explain.
0: Well, um, I mean, so in high school, I had a couple of relationships, but but they, you know, were never serious, never too long. Um, and then by the time I was, I think about twenty one, I met a girl and ended up getting into a serious relationship ended up marrying her and sh- she's kind of like your girlfriend from hell. You always talk about.
1: Yeah. Jennifer but, uh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This girl ended up being like that, but uh we got into a pretty serious relationship and pretty shortly into my relationship, I t- told her about my diapers and told her about my cross dressing and she said she was cool with it. And, Turns out she wasn't. But anyway, right? we yeah, I hate that. <laughs> uh, we uh we had we had sex and I was just not interested. Like it I don't know, I would I would think about the laundry or playing video games or working on a car or you know, it's just it wasn't didn't really do anything for me. It hmm. felt, felt more like a chore than than excitement. Um Interesting. Okay. And you know that obviously caused a lot of problems. And the only way for, like I said, the only way for me to get aroused is with the diapers and and cross dressing, or both. And yeah, that that ends up causing a lot of problems. You know, I don't know. It ended up in a in a pretty toxic situation. But so asexuality is just the lack of sexual attraction and a lot of asexual people have sex with their partners some don't some are sex repulsed completely which i kind of am i don't but the studies show there's about one percent of the population that are asexual and you know it's just not something that's really readily talked about
1: (laughs) i know that's why i'm like hey i got the one percent on here (laughs) yeah so,
0: um, I, you know, I didn't know that until after I got divorced from, from her, um, mm-hmm. and kind of went on a self-discovery thing and, and realized that it was a thing. Cause I didn't even know that was something that existed. And then once I saw a video about it, it just really resonated with me. And I started researching it and found out that it fit pretty well.
1: Yeah. I was wondering like, how did they diagnose you? Like, or is it just like a self-diagnosis sort of thing? Like, do you have to go yeah, it's to not... uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's just a, uh, you know, a self-diagnosis. It's, uh uh sexuality just like any anybody else's i guess but you know you just kind of it's everything's on a spectrum you just kind of figure out right, what yeah. works and go with that i mean i don't know maybe maybe i'm kink sexual but i'm not really sure that <laughs> that's the <a> thing right, <laughs> right right but yeah i mean you know it basically means like i don't watch porn or anything um it doesn't do, do anything for me it's kind of like Naked people are kind of gross. Like I I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not not into it. But like I said, I, I love being in a romantic relationship. And then now that I've found somebody that is into the same kinks and things as I am, I found a lot of other ways that I can make her happy and she can make me happy and we both enjoy it and I don't know. It's pretty
1: great. Super awesome. Okay, so let's go back to you before we get into your girlfriend so you're asexual but how do you identify gender wise
0: um i would just most likely consider myself a guy um i kind of think maybe i'm gender fluid in some ways but most of the time i'm i'm just a guy Uh, right right Mm -hmm. i'm pretty cool with that i think there was a time when i thought maybe i was gay or maybe i was even trans but uh mm-hmm. you kinda go on your road of self discovery and I think I'm just uh, just a guy most of the time. Um who has you know, cross dressing and and uh A B D L Kink and so I'm pretty cool with just being girly sometimes and when I feel like I want to be and cross dressing and for fun and being a normal guy the rest of the time.
1: Very cool, very cool. So then you got divorced from your ex wife. And then what happened?
0: Well, long story as short as possible, we, when I was still with the ex, we, you know, did the whole thing you're supposed to do. We got married um, after being together for like four years. She knew about all my kinks. She often asked me about my, you know, lack of sexual drive, but she knew about all my kinks. She said she was cool with all of that. We got along great. Uh, We, you know, did the thing. You you move, Get married, you buy a house, you get dogs, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah, yeah. And then it apparently became a big problem for her, and found out that she had been like full on dating another guy. Uh, Yikes! She, she, uh, she started staying late for work, you know, late after work more and more, and would say that they had all these company outings when really she was just going out with this guy. She even. Had been to, like, had a whole friends group with this person that, you know, I knew nothing about. Jeez. So, I found out she moved out. We ended up going through a divorce. Then she told me that, well, she told the guy about all my kinks. And she told me that she thought I was gay and she didn't like any of this stuff. And even though up until that point, she'd been completely cool with all of it.
1: Right? Oh, my God. We're, just the, um, same person. We're the same person.
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> Literally, it, you're cool until you're not cool, I guess. But I guess that's what uh, people do when they don't want to blame themselves.
1: They just blame others, right? Uh-huh, and, and... start fucking other people, and then, yep. <laughs> like,
2: what? <laughs> what the hell?
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, kind of went through a dark period. She she moved out. Luckily, I'm able to keep my house and stuff because I have a good enough job. And so, you know, I don't know. I just got real depressed and for a while and then decided that, start working on myself slowly and then you know I kind of realized that if I was going to get in another relationship uh it not only had to be somebody that was accepting of cross-dressing and ABDL but somebody that was actually like into it right Mm -hmm. and fully accepting and so yeah I mean I I was by myself for oh three years probably after after getting divorced and i got more involved online. I met a few friends that are actually local, real friends that are into ABDL. Nice. And then, you know, so once you find kind of like a real person, not just a keyboard on the other side of the country, (laughs) I don't know, it really makes you kind of accept yourself a little more and they accept you and you can kind of be honest with them that maybe I'm, I'm not, you know, open like that with my regular buddies or my family and Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean i was pretty content being by myself and i realized that if i if i did get in another relationship it had to be everything that i needed so yeah i mean i started dating um i tried like regular online dating tinder and stuff like that didn't really have a lot of success but i also did something that maybe isn't the greatest idea Um, what what did you do basically i didn't want to I didn't want to waste time spending money and a bunch of time dating people only to get four or five dates in and then tell them about my stuff and then them me not into it. And so I would talk to them and like as I'm talking to them, usually before the first date, I would kind of maybe not give them the full detail, but kind of hint at what I was into and see if they would, how they would respond before I would go on a date with them. And uh found some pretty cool mm-hmm. people, but nothing nothing exactly what I, I wanted. So I braved up and got on Fetlife and messaged some just DOMS, just nice. dominant <laughs> women yeah. local in the area, and just decided I should message a bunch of DOMs and then one of them messaged back to me and you know she lived about an hour away and she said hey thanks for reaching out and thanks for not you know sending dick pics or and whatever other <laughs> people you know whatever guys normally yeah. do on FetLife. life uh you no know, thanks for treating her like an old person but she said hey i'm i'm just not interested in the abdl stuff like it's too weird for me past childhood trauma whatever it, it's too close for her at the time it, she thought it was too close to kids stuff which it's absolutely not Mm -hmm. but but she just was like hey you know thanks for reaching out thanks for being cool but i'm not into that and i was like well what are you into just out of curiosity because i've never talked to like a self-proclaimed dom woman before
2: right right
0: and she listed some stuff off and in there she was like listed cross-dressing i was like oh you you like cross-dressing she was like oh yeah that's that turns me on i was like Well, that's, that's different from what I had before.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So you're in luck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, I'm your Huckleberry. And, uh, so, uh, we talked a little bit more and then decided to go on a date. And so our first date at first, we thought this was going to be a strictly, uh, dom sub, like just hang out, you know, you know, kind Mm -hmm, of, a. mm -hmm. we didn't think this was going to turn into like an actual relationship, but. She drove down to where I'm at. We met. Uh, she took me to a Kohl's, <laughs> picked out um, a bra, and took me into the dressing room and put a bra on me. And we both enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, she Wait, did ended you, up... Did you have sex in Kohl's? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nope, nope. She just, just put me in a bra. Uh, and then... You know, tried it on or whatever, and then uh, she got kind of turned on by it. I got kind of turned on by her doing it to me. Just just that power exchange, if you right, will. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so she bought it, and then we went and into the car, and she put it on me under, like, my regular guy's clothes, and we went to have dinner and just talk, and I was just wearing, you know, a bra under my regular clothes.
1: It's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Don't and uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> and so that's kind of how that power exchange started. But as we talked through dinner, um, we just kind of liked each other, had similar taste in music and and stuff. Um, so we saw each other a few more times. And then she kind of was like, hey, explain to me more about this ABDL stuff.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. And open, and- open and receptive. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I kind of explained it to her from my perspective, and she was like, hey, you know, let's let's try it. And so I would just put on a diaper and then just like under my clothes or whatever at first, and then we just kind of gradually went from there and we kept hanging out, and she's like 10 years older than me.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're pretty similar in, in a ton of ways. We had a lot of same interests, and then – I don't know after 2 or 3 months of just doing those kind of hookups type of dates if you will I mean we weren't really hooking up we were just doing kink stuff but mm-hmm. um we kind of realized that hey I think we both were kind of like wow are we in a relationship <laughs> and so we kind of right, made right, it yeah. made it official and we've been dating for a year and then in that year she has just become crazy about being a mommy dom like she she realized that was totally her jam. She just she knew she was a Dom, but she didn't like all the mean Dom stuff. She liked being like a a caring, dominant person, you know? And oh, so she, okay. she's and she so she's realized that she freaking loves it and I freaking love it. And I don't know. We're just super happy. And she keeps pushing me out of my shell farther and farther and talked me into coming in here and <laughs> talked me into going to the fetish balls and joining the local club here in town where they have like
1: little nights or ABDL nights. And I don't know. Well, yay mommy. Thanks for uh, letting Abby here come out of her shell. (laughs) Um, Question though. Okay. So run, run, run me down your relationship together between you and your mommy. Like, what is that? Like, what is your dynamic? Like, do you guys live together? Do you guys like that whole sort of thing?
0: Um well, she she still lives an hour away.
1: Like is your relationship purely just sexual or is it No, really- no, no.
0: Okay. We're uh so yeah, I mean she still lives an hour away, so usually she'll come down one or two days during the week and spend the night and she can work from home so she just can set up her, you know, work stuff at my in my house and hang out. Yeah, but she has kids uh, from her previous marriage, and so usually on the days when she has the kids, she you know stays home, and then on weekends we kind of alternate back and forth who goes where. So a lot of times we're just a regular you know boyfriend and girlfriend, but we have a mommy baby relationship, and so you know she has rules and stuff, and some rules are when we're doing fun stuff, and some rules are kind of all the time because there's always that kind of I don't know power exchange if you will
1: explain the fun stuff (laughs) what does that
0: mean well I mean like you know sometimes usually if I'm anymore usually if I'm with her um she has me in in diapers whether even if we're going to do regular stuff she'll she'll put me in them but uh you know I don't know We're, we're just in sometimes she'll she likes to take me out in public um what we would call low-key little. Oh, explain, explain. So it's a lot easier for girls than it is for guys. Girls, you would see, you've probably seen them out and about. They'll, they'll have like pigtails and be dre- dressed kind of just more juvenile than you would expect an adult to be dressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that's kind of uh, a sign that maybe they're a little but so it's the same it works kind of the same way like even if we're just going out and going to target or something to grocery shop like she'll put me in a diaper and then just put jeans or shorts over it and then just like a you know power ranger shirt or a pokemon shirt or something and just kind of take me out and then low key little so like maybe she'll make me hold her hold her hand or hold on to the cart or something like that but like most people would never pick up on that but you have kind of that risk of being seen, but most likely not.
1: Right, right. So then are you, like, you're bound to do stuff for her? Like, does she treat you like a child? Is it... What is that dynamic like? Uh-huh.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little more natural than that. But yeah, definitely when I'm in little space, you know, I have a, a binky and, you know, uh, I use the diapers, but uh, a lot of times she'll help, you know, make me... Make me food or feed me a a bottle or sometimes baby food, even though it's disgusting. Uh, Stuff like that around the house. That sounds Uh, gross. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) But uh, she'll do that kind of stuff. But it's not like, uh, and if, if I'm like being a brat or something, if I'm in little space or when we're having like mommy baby time, you know, if I'm not wanting to, I don't know, take a nap or if I, if, she wants to go somewhere and I don't want to go or whatever, then maybe she would spank me or put me in timeout or something like that. But it's not like a master-slave relationship or anything where you're like, have to do what she says or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, so sometimes when we're alone, it is kind of like that. Um, And like I said, the, the local place to me, they have little nights where basically the caregivers and littles can all hang out and just you know it's basically just like a a classroom at this sex club basically you <laughs> just like hang out and <laughs> yeah right right can be you know dressed however you want to be and just like play with toys or whatever and hang out but i don't know it's not it's not uh it's not quite as crazy as maybe the internet makes it out to be but
1: right Because it is odd, right? Like people are like, "What the hell is that?"
0: And so you don't know how to deal with it. And you definitely and you definitely definitely don't want to be like, I don't know. We don't. You don't want to like force your kink onto regular people. And so definitely in public, you just have to keep to like low key stuff. You don't really want to be. It's kind of like cross dressing, I guess, in a way. Like uh, passing isn't necessarily the most important thing, but you also don't want to be dressed so ridiculously that you're going to bring a lot of
1: unwanted attention to yourself. Right, right. So do you cross dress as a baby girl or is there cro- what cross dressing elements are you incorporating? Yes, so
0: sometimes sometimes I'm a baby boy, sometimes I'm just dressed as a normal adult and just in diapers or or not, you know, if I'm like at work or something I'm just normal, <laughs> but and then yeah, sometimes um dress up like a baby girl. Um, you know, lots of pink, lots of dresses, whatever around the house or onesies. And then if I go out dressed, usually I'm kind of, kind of that low key
1: little dress code for girls. Okay. Okay. So then, sorry, run me through the idea of, do you guys have sex while you're in baby mode or little? little?
0: Um, no, actually we don't really, well, it depends on what you call sex because I don't, Okay. um, but yes anytime we have uh that kind of stuff i'm usually in a in a diaper and or little clothes or dresses or whatever um but not necessarily usually not in little space usually because if you're in little space it's kind of too weird but yeah yeah if if i'm you know if i'm feeling like an adult but yeah well well she'll dress me up you know either as a baby boy or baby girl or or sometimes more adult adult girl stuff and then i don't know you know she'll tie me up sometimes we do that shibari stuff or she'll spank me or the the old magic wand i don't know if you're familiar with the wand
1: Mm-mm, what is that
0: but it's like uh i don't know a really expensive type of vibrator oh um mm. but you know she'll use that on Like the outside of my diaper, or use it on herself. Um, And then we've also kind of played some with uh, a strap on or butt plugs and stuff like that as well. Okay. Okay. Because I guess. So we do a lot of Mm -hmm. sex stuff, but not actual
1: like sex. I don't know. Hmm. I guess because a common misconception i figure from the outside public would assume that if you're into paraphilic inf- infantism <laughs> would be that you're into pedophilia right or that's the yeah
0: and that's the exact not that's the mm-hmm. exact opposite of what it is first off it's between completely consenting adults but it, it's it's the love of a diaper not anything to do with the kid and if you're Age regressing, it's it's a it's a headspace for yourself, not for somebody else, right? So right, right. It would be me wanting to, or feel like a a child, because it you know relieves stress or whatever. Like after your stressful hard day at your regular job or whatever, it's just you kind of can feel free and forget about all your worries for a bit. It has nothing to do with the child. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for like a caregiver because that's the problem she ran into at first too in her own mind was what you're saying the common misconception is but really it's it's the power exchange of she's a, a woman and a powerful one and you know a strong dominant personality and the power exchange is me being this grown adult that you know is sometimes bearded and has tattoos and like does the normal adult guy stuff giving all of my basically control over to her where she's like well here's this adult man that i can dress up you know put in diapers and make him use them or dress him up like a little kid you know or dress him up basically like kind of an embar- it's it's that power exchange like here's the here's this adult that i can make do what I want, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that power exchange between two people that I think is, is the, the big turn-on for, for most people
1: in it. Okay, so with her, moving forward, do you see this as just something that you'll continually do? Or is it something that, like, you know, will be like, okay, well, like, do we want to evolve our relationship more, I guess? You know what I mean? I don't know.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we'll continue to do I freaking love it and we'll kinda add we kinda add or change um certain aspects as we go but uh I don't know. I mean as far as like if or when we take our relationship to the next level, um hopefully that would mean moving in together but with her being an hour away and then her having kids, like obviously whenever the kids are around there's
1: None of that going on. Um, so basically, you're saying it's just a private thing between you and her and not y- gonna make it any more public, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, most of the time, she has, you know, like I said, people we know through, like I said, I've known a couple ABDL friends that I'd met, and so we've had like, I don't know, little parties, a couple people over, uh, just kind of hang out, or they have those little events, or um other kink friends that she knows from fetish balls and stuff. Those people kind of people know about it, but you know, the outside world, I, I doesn't need to know about any of that. Um, right. Right. And the, the cross dressing, like just here in a couple weeks, we have a little trip planned. Um, I guess we'll see how COVID goes, but we rented like a little hey. cot. We'll rent like a little cottage. So like if, if everything's shut down again or something, we can, we'll still be out of town and still be, safe and everything um but uh the plan is to go there and be able to cross dress to uh at least this local this local gay bar that you know should be pretty pretty accepting and this whole town is kind of known as like a little hippie town in the midwest so i think they're nice. pretty pretty accepting and pretty cool and um so hopefully i can i can get to cross dress out in public and stuff because that was really fun the last time i did it and i don't know she she really likes that and I really like it. Um, it just, it's always been something that's kind of, cause I'm not that feminine looking. So <laughs> okay. it kind of, you know, I don't know, like I want to look good and I feel like I'm, you know, just, I don't know. I'm just insecure about it. Like I can do a bunch of, you know, she can do makeup really well on me and I can spend forever shaving everything mm-hmm. and, you know, look pretty good, but I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't really say I'm, passable by any means because i'm just not that feminine looking and so it's kind of made me insecure about it but the last time we did it we had a lot of fun and got a lot of compliments and stuff which we were also in a you know safe space i guess you would say it's a like i said it's a is it a fetish ball with other weird people so right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of why we're this this the next step is going to like this hippie town where there's a gay bar and I don't know. I mean, I feel like we'll be, we'll be pretty safe, and I'm hoping I can do that, and maybe more and more in public. But uh, I don't know about like telling my close friends and family. At least not just yet. <laughs>
1: about right, that, right. About that part of me, but right. Do you even want to introduce the cross dressing aspect or the diaper aspect or you know?
0: <laughs> um, I I don't. <laughs> I mean, would you have told your family if they hadn't found out the hard way?
1: Right, right. I mean. That's the point I'm trying to make with the podcast, right? Like the more open about people are out about it and like the less people will care, right? Like if there's more exposure about cross-dressing and, you yeah. know, that can hope, right? I don't know.
0: I mean, I just, I'm afraid. So, like I said, I have certain friends that know about it um, that I've met through various things. There's a few girls that I knew from high school um that know about it and are cool with it. But like my actual good friends, I, I don't know. I mean i i just i'm really unsure about how they would handle it and i don't know if i'm ready to sacrifice uh friendships for my regular um day-to-day for that at
2: at this time Mm -hmm.
0: but my family kind of knows but doesn't has never said anything about it and so i don't know i mean when i was in high school um i got depressed for a while um and had to go to a little, uh, local mental hospital for a short amount of time. And so what, what happened?
1: Sorry, you don't mind me asking.
0: Um, I mean, basically I'm, um, I got diagnosed as bipolar, but you know, the under, I guess the thing that caused it was just uh, a typical high school girl crush. I, I liked this girl and, um, she liked me um but she also liked this other guy and it was kind of like a a a triangle thing and and she was the first person i ever told about my uh kinks and stuff and so i i don't know like at the time you think it's it's like more than it is
1: right right Mm -hmm.
0: um but yeah so it made me really depressed and i started like cutting and stuff um And luckily, a good friend who is still a good friend to this day and knows all about how weird I am. But she uh, (laughs) she found out and I would talk to her about how depressed I was. And she um, eventually like told the high school on me. And so they kind of told my parents and they made me go to a mental hospital for a while. But when that happens, your parents basically go through all your shit. (laughs) Right, right, of course they do. Like, what's wrong with Abby? Yeah, so they they go through my closet and find, you know, all of my diapers and outfit and, you know, girls' clothes and all that. And so the counselors or therapists or whatever, um, you know, brought it up to me. And I just kind of tried to brush it off as as much as I could and (laughs) not talk about it as much as I
1: could. Right, and your parents, what did they say about all that? they never the they
0: run. never had a conversation with them. so my family is real good about not communicating and uh nice i think every family of, is like that right yeah and kind, of, and kind of pretend that you know pretend that things aren't uh what they are and so like like i said they brought it up to the therapist and the therapist talked to me about it at least some um while i was there and then once i got out my my parents obviously threw away everything got rid of everything all my girls' clothes, all my diapers, everything
1: for Force purge, then, huh?
0: Yeah, and you know, there was one meeting I can remember when I was getting ready to get out where the therapist brought it up with my parents there, and my parents were basically like, "Well, we just don't want this to affect you know future relationships and shit, which it obviously has,
1: <laughs> but like
0: yeah. they have never, ever mentioned anything else ever again and that was when i was 16. <laughs> and, oh my god. And so, you know, so i mean they kind of know, but like and there was one other time when i moved out and bought a house when i was 21. And i was with nice. um i had i was already with that that girlfriend who became the ex-wife. Uh-huh, bitch. Um <laughs> but for some yeah, exactly. And but for some reason i was like i had to work and maybe she had to work. And I think the cable guy or something had to come is internet or cable or something. And so since I, we, you know, we, we had lived together in this house. Um, but I think both of us had to be gone or something. And so my mom said she would come by and let the guy in. And so she was there. And for some reason, the guy had to like run a line through my closet or something. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. uh, yeah, she found all my stuff again and had to move it all <laughs> out of the way oh, for God. the guy to be able to get in there. Uh, uh-huh. And again, you know, she never brought it up, never said anything about it, so yeah, my family like knows at least to an extent but has never ever brought it up or mentioned it, and probably just yeah. want to pretend it's not happening,
2: right, which <laughs> I, you, know,
0: yeah, I don't blame them, but, but yeah, so I mean, outside of that, you know, I don't know, I would love uh, I don't think I would maybe like to be able to wear diapers all the time, but I think if I if I did, I would probably just tell people it was like a medical condition or something. Like as far as friends go, I wouldn't want them to like necessarily be all up in my business about the kink. Um mm-hmm. I, I would love I would love to be able to maybe cross dress on a more regular basis, as far as all of my friends knowing, but I don't know. As of now, I'm not, not that confident
1: yet. <laughs> one day. One day we'll get there, Abby. So. We'll get there. <laughs> So are the diapers still a sexual thing? Is the cross dressing a sexual thing still? I mean you yes. talk about asexuality, but like when you wear that stuff or when you cross dress, so isn't it sexual then? Then Um
0: Yeah. It is. So you know, I don't know. I mean it's 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 sexual for me. <laughs> I guess is the best uh Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean we're all on a on a spectrum. I I don't yeah yeah. I'm not sure. I don't have all the answers, but uh, those are the only things that you know get me excited is is either diapers or or cross dressing, and that's how it's been for as long as I can remember. <laughs>
2: and so hmm, okay okay. I don't
0: know. Like just regular. I don't know. You don't Like I never see a person of any kind in... I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know. How is it, how is it for you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So for me, like when I see a pretty woman or a cross dressing, feminine, like a trap or whatever, what they call it, you know, someone who looks so feminine or, or exhibiting such feminine features. Like I find that sexually arousing, same with the cross dressing, same with strap on, same with like, for, I guess it's like diapers for you, but like that sexuality, you know, it's like I get a heart on or I get all that that stuff.
0: Yeah, that does not that does not happen for me. I never see a girl, and I'm like, oh man, I would love to make out with her or have sex with her or whatever, um, or get aroused in any way. I'm just like, oh wow, she's got a cute dress, <laughs> or she's pretty, you know. Interesting. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, I, and uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain. It's just it's more of a you you can recognize the beauty, but you don't really want anything to do with it. The the uh, arousal uh, that I have is mostly all about the way it makes myself feel. I guess I, I don't know. And the you know the stuff I share with my my partner um, makes her happy, which makes me happy. Um,
1: but it's not like we're I don't know super interesting just because i mean you know like you're again the one percent right the one percent that cross dresses and likes diapers and has a mommy mommy's you know baby is it mommy baby relationship
0: yeah mommy dom little boy or whatever you want to call it yeah
1: so mdlb and i know you had your hesitation about coming on the podcast you sound like a perfect natural to be (laughs) talking about (laughs) such a you know a good topic so i don't know like, how do you feel now talking about it since now you're <laughs> you were so scared, just like, oh, how do you feel? Um, I don't know, I mean, I guess we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll see what the
0: what the fans think about it. it's just it's such a kind of taboo subject, which I know is kind of what this podcast is all about, but exactly, you know mm-hmm. you just you just never know
1: how how people are gonna react to it um. Well, that's the fear, right? That's the, that's why we, that's why I do this. Cause it's like, yeah, there's fear in it and there's, you know, but I'll help be the guide to be like, Hey, there's this kink out here. Look how natural yeah. this person is. You know,
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's so much fear to it. And, you know, there's, there's several, uh, podcasts and stuff, even just directly to the ABDL lifestyle. But, you know, in the cross dressing, there's just always just so much fear of what others would think of you and, in some ways, I think a little bit of it's good. A lot of it's bad because it's self-loathing and, and shame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in some ways, I, f- I feel like most um, people that are into probably even cross-dressing. But yeah, so most people in cross-dressing and ABDL, I feel like outside of the shame and self-loathing, I feel like they kind of overcompensate in the normal aspects of their life because they're afraid of of that of being judged um you
2: know
0: um and not not only that but cross-dressing and abdl and like adult diapers especially if you want the the cool ones are really expensive Mm
2: -hmm. like
0: all the you know dresses are expensive girls clothes makeup's expensive uh You know onesies and diapers and all that's expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we have expensive hobbies. But like, I feel like you're you're afraid to be judged. And as soon as you tell somebody that that's your kink, they're like, "Oh, so do you want to just be like a baby all the time?" It's like, no, I'm you know a successful adult. I have a good paying job. I have my you know own house that I pay for. Like, you, I feel like a lot of people kind of have to compensate when they have those weird kinks. Like most people I know that are. Into the same stuff are you know, computer programmers or I don't know, just successful in whatever their field is. I'm so luckily through all this COVID and everything, I've been able to do all my work from home on a computer and <laughs> keep going. So
1: nice. And are you wearing diapers right now or cross dress in any aspect?
0: Nope, being lame today.
1: <laughs> and uh, how often do you do it then? Wearing um, diapers,
0: cross dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wear diapers every night to bed, Um, and then it just kind of depends. I would say diapers and dressed up in some way, at least on top of every night, at least two, three days a week. Cross-dressing, I wear probably once or twice a week as far as dress up in girls' clothes. Um, I would say I don't go all out. Like unless I'm actually going out, because <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> for sure, I, she, tell me, um, tell me about it, girl. So long. Huh? Yeah, the the makeup, the shaving, especially.
1: Uh, oh, for real, for uh, sure.
0: But mm. uh, but yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I wear every night, and then do that, and then it just kind of depends. I mean, today it just kind of had a long day, and I just kind of all work. Just busy.
1: So, <laughs> well, that see, that's why I'm so glad you came onto the podcast, and you know, like you and like a lot of the other guests, show that there's a human side to it, right? Like you're a normal human being yep. who just happens to like diapers and crossdress yep. at the same time. Yep, you know. just completely normal, and you know
0: what, eighty percent of <laughs> of of life. <laughs> right, uh, right. Just get busy working and taking care of the house and whatever. Going out and doing fun things with friends and stuff when you can, when it's not the end of the world. So for reals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, thank you for so much for being on the podcast. I kind of wanted it soon because you know I don't want to bother you too much, and it's kind of hot here in Southern California. <laughs> it's Like really warm, but uh, um, it's actually a random like
0: seventy degree day in Missouri. It's kind of weird. it's It's like 90 like 90 yeah it's usually 90 it's usually 70 there and 90 here so i don't know what's going on
1: i know global warming girl it's real (laughs) (laughs) well you know i like to end my podcast um guest with the question of in a perfect world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender what does that look like to you abby um i think it just looks like a world with a
0: lot less judgment you know where people if you could you know live in a world where there's a lot less judgment and you know, where people could just feel free to be whoever they are, whether that's, you know, dressing as a boy one day to work, dressing as a girl the next day or being transgendered or being, you know, I don't know, just whoever they think they have to be. I feel like as long as it's not harming anybody, then not, you know, it'd be amazing to have a
1: world where nobody cared, whatever, whatever other people were doing. Uh, totally true, girl. Totally true. And even if you wear diapers, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, for sure. Well, thank you so much girl um, for being on the yeah, podcast. Of um, Thanks for I want to have, have you on again for sure. Um, Cause I know people have questions or people want to know, and maybe I'll even do like a forum thing where there might be other people with different kinks and then kind of just talk about yours. If you're willing to do it. And if your mommy lets you, I don't know how that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I think she's pretty open to also being
0: a guest. Oh, she's, yeah. already, she's already got one podcast interview down. So she's
1: probably more, uh, seniored on it than i am girl you just did one so you should be super proud of yourself you did this one and you know it's you did it great i know you were scared but it's like girl you talked your butt off i loved it loved it so yeah
0: i'm totally open to do it again like i said i think think she's open to giving it to go too so if you want
1: yes yes um send me your email uh or like you know just message me your email um and then i can send you some q a questions so we can put that up on the website all right. Well, thank you so All much, right. Abby. Yeah, good talk to you. <laughs> Thanks, talk Bye. to me. All right. Bye-bye. And finally, the miscellany.
2: Yes!
1: And there you have it. My curious conversation with the adult baby diaper lover, Abby. Abby revealed a lot about herself including her asexuality, how she met her terrific girlfriend who she's currently dating, and how she uses her cross-dressing with her kink. I love how open she was and earnest about everything she does with her cross-dressing and her diaper loving. She loves her kink and she was so open and honest that I hope it brought you, the Cross Yas listener, some enjoyment. because. I sure found it awesome. As for the rest of the podcast, we're still looking for answers for the question of the month, which was what was the best thing that happened to you this year, 2020? Which you can respond by emailing me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. You can also tweet me at CrossYas or DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast. You can also still join us on Discord by going to our website, www.CrossYasPodcast.com and clicking on the link, which goes to our Discord. And... It also has our Patreon link, which you can help support us and get bonus stuff. So look for that. That's all for this week. Look forward to next week where I'll talk about porn, finally, because I've wanted to talk about it for a while, and also give you my Patreon pitch for the month and also another installment in Sierra Says. I love you all. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.